Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sorry, I'm a little ragged. Don't got apologize. In, got in late last night. Were you getting crunk? I had a show. Oh my God, <laughs> last night? Yeah. Why would you want to do the podcast this <laughs> early in the morning, dude? Um. Well, let's just dive into it. Welcome to Take It or Leave It. That's all and I got. Advice. An advice ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, Castbox, and uh, Coffin Can. I don't know where that came from. If you're dead, that's where you get your podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. This podcast will discuss all things mar- marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you could take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're um, going to continue on, on down the path of not having anything prepared. We will chat and uh, just kind of see how everybody's doing. Kind of check in, you know, little chitty chat, little pity pat. Go for Perfect. There. Great. Sounds really good. Uh, what's up? Yeah. Um, With you. I did my last two shows here in Jacksonville. Love it. So I've How'd done do? four. How'd they go, I mean? Good. It's funny because – it's not funny. It's very on brand for me, but every show is different because I never know what I'm supposed to say. Not surprised. Not surprised. And so, uh, I mean, the, there's all the same jokes, but I just go off in between the jokes, you know? There's tangents left and right. Because you don't have somebody there <laughs> trying to reel you in no. or correct you. No, I am just going. And uh, like, I love that for you. Like last night and the night before, I did 78 minutes. Okay. 79 Are minutes. they mad at you? No. Well, you don't have a lot of production. Like, it's there's not like zero production. It's yeah. me and a microphone, and uh, that's it. And it's been a lot of fun. And so I changed things up. I took out three jokes last night that I was like, I haven't been, been really feeling these. Added a new joke. Did some stuff in between. There were calisthenics at one point. It was fantastic. All right. Yeah. So it was good. <laughs> this is random, but did you ever see that picture that got taken of you leaning over the chair with your tongue out? I don't know why that's not your profile picture. No, I don't. I don't know which one. Go to my tagged. You don't have to do it right now. I'll just send it to you. Okay. But you should put it somewhere because it's so I'm jealous. It's not me in the photo because that's how good of a photo. it is. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I I swear. I thought I told you about it, but you would just have to credit uh, the person who took it, obviously. But it's so good, dude. And I would have it. I would have it blown up. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. Okay. So, so the show went well. What mm-hmm. what time did you get in? I mean, I say late. It was probably just shy of eleven. I mean, that is late. Yeah, for old people, it's late. Yeah. So the shows are well. I'm gonna send you this picture right now so you can see it because it's so good, dude. It's so good. Cool. So show. Sorry, this is. Let's not start the podcast yet. I got distracted. I'm just going to send this because I don't, I can't do two things at one time. Oh, I I have things to talk about. So I posted a reel Mm. uh, just now before the podcast talking about how I've been doing a lot of uh, self-reflection. I always do. Are you looking at the picture? No, I'm looking at your reel because I didn't see it. Oh, well, I'm just going to tell you about it so you don't have to watch it. Oh, got it. Go ahead. I'm listening. I sent you the picture. I want your reaction. Oh, my God. I'm trying to look at your reel. Don't look at my reel. I'm going to tell you about it. (laughs) Have you seen it? No, I've not seen this. Is it not the greatest picture ever of all time? Yeah, that's a good one. Show it. 
Look at that, dude. It's so, it's my freaking favorite. I would have it framed. I would put it above my bed. Oh my gosh. Well, I like it. I'm going to put it up. I'm going to do some new tour art with it. Thank you. And those of you who are listening to the podcast and you're like, man, I wish I could see the picture. Join Meredith or I's supporters. Mm. And you can because we stream this live to the supporter groups. And yeah, and no, I'll definitely going to steal that and use it for some tour art. But join Meredith. She, <laughs> she's having a lot of issues with her laundry mat. And she could probably <laughs> use the $5 more. <laughs> okay. You're such an asshole. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so I posted this reel because I, I found this out about me, right? I have this thing, and this is probably going to come as no surprise to anyone, but I am so afraid to not have chaos happening in my life because it's all I've ever known. So the idea of things being thing effing nuts going on terrifies me because I've recently gotten myself into a situation where I knew it was a stupid idea. I knew that I was potentially setting myself up for failure and pain, but in the moment, it felt so good and exciting that I was like, screw it. And I know that this is very mysterious and, but just what, imagine, imagine it, ha whether it's food, whether it's a hobby, where'd you go? Are you leaving? Are you there? I hear you. What's wrong? Okay. It just went black for a second. Oh, no matter what it is though, I, I want to feel good right this minute. And I don't want to wait for good things to happen. Like, I don't want to be patient and be still and just wait. Like, I want the good things immediately. And mm -hmm. I want as much of them as possible. And I don't know how to not feel that way. I don't know how to not ha have something crazy going on, something nuts, something exciting, something stupid. Like, I don't. And my brother was like, what are you so afraid of in the piece? Does this have to do with a little someone whose name may start with the letter M? M Meredith? Who's M? With the letter before M. L? Oh, no. I don't know. No. Anyway. I don't know what that it's means. It's not a person. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't you're looking at me. I don't even know what you're talking about. I just read the comment out loud. Oh god, this fucking notifications. Yes, it was. So, Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm wondering if you can relate because I feel like you always have crazy stuff going on. It's always like if, if ever anybody's like, how are you, Meredith? You're like. It's never like, I'm good, I'm mm -mm. chill. It's like the freaking washing machine's broken, the dog shit on the floor. Like it's, it always has to be something because mm -hmm. it's all I know. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how to just be 
still? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know anything about not living in chaos. I need to know. And it's, it's not even just living in chaos. It's like, I just want to feel good immediately. And I don't play the tape all the way through, which is what you're supposed to do with drugs. Like I, as far as drugs are concerned, I know that I can't pick up. It'll feel good in the moment. Um, but later on, it'll be terrible. I can't apply that to anything else in my life because it's not, I'm not robbing houses. This one took place for ice cream. So, okay. Okay. But could you, in the context of food, look at, insert your favorite food here, a Boston cream donut, a ice cream, ice cream or cheese or a big pile of cheese. No, I, I eat a wheel of brie at a time. So cold. cold. Oh, Tiffany. Um, it's not even the way to eat it. Like you got to put some fruit on it and like melt it and like get the bread. I want it so bad. And I want it so fast. Okay. So you can't equate when you look at that wheel of cheese and think this is going to be bad for me later. Like that, that thought doesn't cross your mind or it does and you just don't even care. I don't care because the feeling of feeling good in the moment is so overpowering. I get it. That I tell myself, I'll just deal with it later. Uh Now, can you take your recent labs and look at them, your blood work, and be like, hey, clearly eating a wheel of brie has impacted my health in a certain way. First of all... Mm. F you. Okay. I'm just saying. Second of all. As an outsider looking in. You would think. Have you tried to do that? Have you sat down and thought? Yeah. And it did still nothing. No. Nothing is more important than feeling good immediately when I need to feel good. Nothing is more important. Well, then. And I I tell myself, I could get hit by an asteroid walking out to the mailbox today. I might as well eat this cheese wheel. Like I can't live in the future. I'm not good. It's probably the same reason I procrastinate. It's probably the same reason I put everything off. Like I'm not going to do this project because I might get hit by an asteroid. I just want to, like, I don't want to waste my time doing the project if I'm going to get hit. Like I'd rather just wait and see if it's going to happen. And then if it's not, then I'll do the project. Okay. But that's because you just really want that dopamine hit. Exactly. So I think that that really has more to do with when you speak to your therapist about like, is there any way that you could, and I don't know anything about this, so I'm just throwing shit at the wall here. It's like sketty seeing if it's going to stick. Is that a, is that a medicine thing that needs to be adjusted? Or is that a thing like that you just have to literally work through as an ex addict because you are somebody who had that dopamine hit constantly when you were taking drugs. And now that you know that that can never happen again, you're searching it out in food or other activities, which makes total sense, right? Like, sure. So I'm just thinking, is there a way to get, to get a dopamine hit? That's not, um, going to raise your cholesterol or I'm just, I mean, I don't know. I'm sex. No, no. No, that's the opposite. That drops my dopamine. Oh, me too. Increases my fight or flight. But no, I mean, I'm sure there's a way. But I think the bigger problem is I'm afraid of what I'm going to find in the peacefulness. Mm. I'm afraid of what I might see in here if I leave my eyes and ears open to receive it. And so I don't know if it's the dopamine. I don't know if it's me trying to avoid things being good because I don't know what happens over there. I don't know what it is, but recently I on the right path. Huh? You're on the right path because yeah, that's the I, same. I have those feelings. I as well get very worried about when good things happen because I'm like, this feels wrong. 
positivity, pfft, mm. like get it out of my life. <laughs> it does. It <laughs> we feels, don't do that. <laughs> it feels wrong. I feel you. It feels wrong because you do worry about what's on the other. It's the whole uh, 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 other side of the curtain with the guy with the working the levers and Wizard of, Wizard of Oz. Oz. It's the it's, that's the whole thing. It's what's on the other side of the curtain. You know, you're a hundred percent right. And it, but it's like everything. It's like. I have this book that I have to effing finish. Everyone knows it's years past deadline. Everyone knows I submitted my manuscript and they're like, hey, we want you to change these things. Mm. But instead, I make decisions that are going to end up hurting me later. Nothing to do with a person. Here's just another example. I will paint for 12 hours in a row because it feels good. Mm. So... But then later, while I'm laying in bed at night, I'm like, what a friggin' idiot, dude. Do you know how much writing I could have gotten done in 12 hours? Like, I could be done. Right. But there's, like, this block. It's like a person standing in front of me with their arm out. Like, no, this is the right decision. You don't cross. That's what it feels like. So your gatekeeper is that voice in your head that tells you to make all these poor choices because – they're actually scared of you seeing peace and success. It's you getting in your own way. And that's, and that is because you don't think you deserve the success. You don't think you deserve the peace and you feel like choices you've made in the past must be repaid and you are indebted. I mean, maybe that's just a guess. Am I consult a therapist? Damn, I didn't think of shit. Maybe. But haven't you already paid a decade in? Yeah, I didn't think I was indebted, but maybe I am. Maybe you don't. Maybe that is me projecting. No, now I am. I'm adding that to the list. And I don't like how this feels. So I'm going to hit my vape that I quit. Somebody just said it, self-sabotage, right? I think we can all be very good at that at times. I know I do it to myself. You know, I'm telling myself, I'm like, Tiffany, you've been through a lot lately. You deserve to paint all day and hit a vape and drink Red Bulls and lay around and do just be stupid and neglect everything in your life. Like, like it's my reward, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not a reward. So anyway. That's, that's been on my head a lot lately. I was, I was like laying in bed hurt and sad. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I knew this was going to happen. Like I did this to myself. I knew the very first minute that this was going to end up hurting. So who can I be mad at other than myself? And then I'm like, why am I this way? It's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. I If Dave were here today, he would tell you that I do the same exact thing. He just said it to me yesterday. He's like, I literally told you this was going to happen. You ignored me. You went down the path. And now we are right back to where we started and we mm. have to redo everything. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and Whoopsie. uh uh, oopsie poopsie. <laughs> and I do that a lot. I do that a lot. Well, the good news is I have therapy at one today. Great. So what should I say? I think what you just said. Exactly. No, like what at cliff notes, like, should I be like, Hey, here's what's up. Fix it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think you talk about your self-sabotage and you talk about, you know, you want to feel like I already know place. what the answer is. And that's my problem. I already know the answer. What's the answer? I just don't want it. Well, what is it? To not do that. <laughs> How do you get there? What are the tools that you use in the toolbox to stop self-sabotage? That's what you need to ask the therapist. Right. Because clearly... We all do that, right? But like, what are the tools? How do you how do you become successful at not self sabotaging? That's good. I, I don't have down. the answer to that. That's what I'll ask. Because I'm I'm bad at it too. Look at this whole ass cat yeah, right he, now. He he very much likes to be in the mix with his butthole in my face all the time. I love it. 
Jackson, go lay down. Jackson. Look at PMDD. I've heard of that, and I've thought about that, about myself having that. The problem is I feel like I have everything. Mm. Everything that somebody's like, you might have this. I feel like I do. And then it's like, and I've said this before, like, if I have anxiety, depression, ADHD, PMDD, um, you know, insomnia, but like, if I have all these things and so many other people have all these things, then like, maybe we're the normal ones. Maybe we don't need to label them. Maybe this is just how life is. And people who are cruising the streets, just being chill are the ones who need an evaluation. Yeah. I do think that you're going down the right path with that. I think everything has been over labeled. It's such a touchy subject, but I, I definitely, I, no, because I feel like it invalidates people and I don't want people to question themselves. No, but I do think that there has been a tendency to, to label individuals that don't have things because of the way insurance works because of the way people are trying to get services or things like that. I'm not, I mean, clearly, no, I know you're not, I'm just saying I have a lot of thoughts and feelings and I'm afraid to talk about them because I don't ever want someone to be like, maybe I don't have this. Maybe she's right. Maybe I just stopped taking my medicine. Maybe I just run into traffic and then I'll never sleep again. Mm -mm. It'll be my fault. But I do, I feel like when my goal, when I first started juggling the Jenkins was to get people to talk about mental illness and addiction and kind of chip away at that stigma. I feel like I've talked about this before. If I sound like a broken record, stop me. But I feel like now the pendulum has swung, but I'm almost worried that it swung too much to where too many people are talking about it and presenting with their labels first that other people aren't going to take it as seriously because of just how often people are using it as an and not everybody, but some people do use it like as an excuse or as a reason or as a, like, hi, I'm Tiffany and I have these mental disorders and this is, so this is who I am. But it's it's like, you don't have to introduce yourself that way. That's just a part of you and how you work. But I, I just worry when people talk so much about it, that it kind of takes the seriousness away. And I don't know if that makes sense and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I'm almost embarrassed to, and this is probably going to be offensive. And again, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I'm embarrassed to admit that last year I was diagnosed with inattentive ADHD. So I don't really talk about it because I feel like people are going to look at me and be like, okay, but I just scrolled through TikTok for five minutes and every single creator has ADHD. So do you really have it? Mm -hmm. And then do you know what I'm saying? So And it's not that I want to be special or be the only one with the mental disorder, but it just makes me wonder. I don't want it to be associated with who my identity, like somebody said, like they align their identity with the mental disorders. And so they introduce themselves that way and they use it in so many conversations that eventually people are going to be like, okay, we get it. You could throw a rock and hit somebody who has the same stuff as you. But what does that mean? Like, how is that relevant to me asking for your lunch order? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Because like with Brian, he was diagnosed on the spectrum at four. And then the diagnosis was taken back a year and a half ago. And that was very weird for me because I was like, how did you tell people? Um, I I did. Um, We talked about it briefly. uh, And the reason that his diagnosis was taken back was because they had initially diagnosed him um, because he has a brain injury from birth. Mm -hmm. And so they were just basically like, okay, he's got this brain injury. So now we're going to put him on the spectrum and this is what we're going to do. Because he did have a lot of the... Um, a lot of the signs that this was, you know, what we were, we were going, like this was the path we were going to end up going down. And so when he was diagnosed, it took me a while to, you know, Dave and I to kind of be like, okay, this is what we're doing, you know, blah, 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 therapies, different things, this and that. Um, but it was always our first thing with him was this isn't, it's not who you are. It's, 
it's part of what you are. It's not the makeup of who you are to Brian, right? Like this is just something that we deal with and we move forward. Then when they took it away and said, no, we really believe this is going to be, these are, these are behavioral and mental health, mental health issues as a result of the brain injury because of where the injury in his brain took place. He has a very hard time with impulse control. He has a very hard time with outbursts of behavior. He has a very hard time with, you know, these things. Um, so I get what you're saying because then it's like, okay, now I, you know, now you're taking, you're taking this diagnosis away, which is fine. Cause I said to them, if this isn't what he has, I don't want him labeled that as that because that's not what he has. And so, you know, it's a very, it, the feeling is very weird because it was almost like, okay, well that was part of him, but now you're saying it's not part of him anymore. And now you're replacing it with this part. Yeah. And so I yeah. get what you're saying. And I just, I'm afraid that if, if everybody, people are going to think that I'm making it up or, or it's not real. Because there are others out there who definitely use it as an attention grabber. I see what you're saying. Like yeah. you're right. And that has, ha that's going to continue to happen. The more people that get the, the more of these, the more people that get on social media or become creators or do these things. And then, you know, but once again, did, did you set up juggling the jank? <laughs> what did people say? <laughs> J not juggling juggles the Jenkins or what are they? They always juggling the jugs. Yeah. They always get it wrong anyway. So oh, juggling with the Jenkins with the Jenkins. You... Yeah. So when you started juggling with the Jenkins, hold on, can you restart that sentence? Cause of your notification. I, know. I don't know what to do about that. When you started juggling the Jenkins, um, and you're, you're how many years in now? Seven. Uh, Six? I started in 2017. Okay. So what, whatever that is. Whatever that is. Um, I'd say you 100% hit your goal of what you wanted to accomplish. I don't think I accomplished that. I think TikTok, the creation of TikTok is what did it. Because on before TikTok, not everybody was a creator. And me yeah. and you were popping off. Because it was people's regular profiles and then you had creators mm -hmm. who, and it was so hard to get into that and be successful. But with TikTok, everybody's a creator and everybody's copying each other and everybody's doing everything. And, you know, so I, when I first started, it wasn't talked about as much, but I think a culmination of 2020 and all that craziness, everybody mm -hmm. being locked in. TikTok, all the creators coming forth talking about their mental stuff. I think it was a combination of it. I don't know that I had anything to do with it, but I, you know, I was also diagnosed with harm OCD and regular OCD. And I'm like, okay, but maybe all of these other things are under an umbrella of just like, I'm an anxious, wild brained mother effer. And that's the reason why I have to make sure my bladder is completely empty before I lay down mm -hmm. in my bed and have my pillows perfect and my blanket perfect and my face mask perfectly on. Uh, and if it doesn't feel right, I have to start over. Maybe that's the reason why I have visions of my kids getting injured. Maybe mm -hmm. that's why I'm scared to go to the grocery store. And it's just because the world is a scary place and it, the information's flying at our eyeballs at a million miles an hour. And it's everything's scary. Yeah. So Dave is apparently listening and he, are we in trouble? First of all, let's go back. Cause I didn't even see these come in on my phone. Cause I wasn't on it. He said, you want a dopamine hit? Talk math. So he's wrong with that. You spit. This is how Tiffany dies. She chokes <laughs> to death on the podcast when Dave says, you want a dopamine hit? Talk is he math. friggin' kidding me? I'm telling you right now. This is the shit that he's texting. Then he said, why don't you tell your therapist to subscribe to the podcast so she can listen? He's not helpful. To then me. he said, a label doesn't make someone special. 
The value they add to other people's lives makes them special. Those that use labels to gain access to others falsely or they're shysters, that is nothing new. It's the same as a con artist. You add value to so many people in such a humble way. You're doing so successfully does not make you self-serving. It makes it a job if it's a, if the focus shifts to the value you add to others' lives. You could never be repaid. Just do you. You're awesome. Is he talking about me? Yeah. Dave wrote that? Yep. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. I didn't even see this. So then when I. Is he drinking this morning? (laughs) I don't think so. That was so nice. Yeah. So, and he's right, right? Like, think about it as like the snake oil salesman, right? That comes into town in the 1800s and they're like, this will cure all your ails, you know? And, and it's, (laughs) I'd buy it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'd be the first customer. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's the con artist, right? You're not, you never once did that. You bear your soul. Mm Mm-hmm. And spoke your truth to others to say, this is okay. Yeah. This is, and it's like what I did with my platform about moms being honest and open about where they are. Cause like you said mm. at the top of the podcast, like I don't ever ask you, how's it going? And you're like, great. I tell you exactly how it's going. Me too. I'm the same way. Because I just feel like we don't need to lie about it. It's a mm. shit show. Right. Like this is what we happened. could try to be more positive. I, and I, uh, great. Excuse, would excuse love me. to. Um, and I do agree that that's definitely something that I should add a little bit more positive. Not right now. I'm just saying sometime (laughs) we'll do it. I don't even want to think about it right now. (laughs) Be positive. You know, every time I wipe my kids pee off the seat, I think of you. Thank you. Seriously. I remember I used to watch that video when the kids were babies and I was like, what is the big deal, dude? And now every time I bend over to wipe it, I'm like, this is what she was talking. I get it. Mm. I get it now. Now, Anne Sophia has been texting me this entire time asking for me to bring her food at school because lunch is until seventh period and she didn't eat dinner yesterday, which is now my problem at mm. 930 a.m. while I'm on the podcast. I was like, you need to eat lunch at school, kid. I'm yeah, not why anywhere isn't- close. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. She's like, I need food right now. I'm going to Why die. didn't she pack a snack? Because she, and here's the best part. She was up at 5.15 because she came into my bed, into my bathroom, rumbling around for hair product because mm. she got up early to do a beach wave curl blowout, <laughs> and, but she couldn't get a snack, a snickety snack. That is so crazy how parallel our mornings were. What My Chloe woke up at 5.30 yeah. and played a class dojo video game forever. Three minutes before we're walking out the door, she said, can I pack a lunch? And I said, no. And then she threw herself on the ground and started crying and saying it wasn't fair because Caden packed a lunch. And I was like, that's because he wasn't playing a video game. Like now we're leaving. Yeah. And she was like screaming and begging and not listening. And I... I snapped and Mm. scared her so bad that she cried. And I had to apologize on the way to school. I'm not kidding. I never yell at my kids. But I was, this is what I did. I'm going to back away from the mic. I was so frustrated that I was like, if you can do it in five minutes, then you can do it. (laughs) That's what I did. And as soon as I did it, I regretted it because I knew my face looked scary. She started crying. Caden said, why did you yell at her? And then what I did was I started blaming it on her. And I was like, she yelled at me first and she was not listening and she was being disrespectful. And I just like, and then I felt so guilty almost instantly, but I wasn't ready to apologize yet because I was still like hyped up. 
sorry, not to yeah. steal your story, but I no, need to get this off I, my chest. Listen, this is exactly how it starts. When we were on the way to school in the golf cart, I stopped the golf cart and I put my hand on her leg and I was like, <laughs> only fan, $5. <laughs> Yeah. Um, sorry, that's not what I said to my kid. My camera fell for those of you who can't <laughs> see. Anyway, I said, I just want you to know that I'm really sorry and I shouldn't have yelled at you today. And the reason that I yelled was because I lost control of my emotions, which is my problem. It's not your fault. There is nothing you can do to control the way that I react to things. That's my problem. And I am very sorry. And I love you so much please forgive me. And she said, it's okay. And then started giggling. And then I apologized to Caden also, just because he was in the room. And I feel like that might've been traumatizing for him too. I'm like, I'm sorry that you had to hear that. I lost control of my emotions. It wasn't right. And I'm going to do better next time. And he didn't, he just ignored me probably. Uh, And then Chloe was fine after that. And I didn't, I felt really bad. I never lose it like that. Like I, I have, I have a steady stream of stress and frustration, but I, I could feel myself lose it. Did you at all bring up the fact that the reason that she didn't get to pack the lunch was on her? Yes. You had prior that to my explosion. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause that's also a valid point. Yeah. You lost control of your emotions, but the reason she was in that boat is the same reason that my kid is in the boat. She yeah, didn't pay and attention I, and she, and she missed out on getting the stuff that she needed to get. Yeah, exactly. And I explained that to her. I'm like, the reason that you didn't pack, it's not that it's not fair, but you chose to play a game, Mm -hmm. which is fine, but maybe, and she wouldn't, she wouldn't, um, anyway, what happened? I got a phone call and it, it was distracting. Oh, so anyway, it doesn't matter the reasoning kids are frigging kids. Every day we put our shoes on before we leave. And I tell them every day we have to put our shoes on. And then somehow still they have to. <laughs> Can you give me a second? Mm-hmm. I'll call you right back. I'm recording the podcast. Kids, am I right? You're. I mean, you're really bad at trying to be normal and keeping <laughs> things like you're bad at it. You're just actively bad at it. And those of you who are only listening, you can't see her face, but she's very bad at it. Whatever it is, because I have no clue what's going on, but I can tell you that it's weird. Okay. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's, guys, it's everything. It's my husband. He's just telling me that I'm beautiful. And he's not wrong. I am beautiful. mm so anyway, kids, stupid. Yeah. Dumb. Um, That's my husband. Okay. Knew it was a guy. It was, do you guys want to see? No. All right. Because I'll show you. Great. Show true. us. Great. Show us. I can't. I I have a problem with my face. You do. And I can't. I just, I'm easily flustered. I feel like my face is so red. It's just a little red. Yeah, hit a red bull and a vape. That'll fix just it. Just so everyone knows. There you go. Oh, good Lord. Dave just texted that he's going to my when he gets home. Ew. <laughs> Dave, isn't he supposed to be working right now? What is he doing? That's what I thought. He left this morning. I thought I thought he was I thought he was working, but he's apparently listening to the podcast, dropping some sweet knowledge. He's such a silly guy. Silly I think he's goose. drinking. I think he's on a golf course. He told you he had to go. He's on a golf course watching our podcast and just sending sweet messages. Oh, no. He he today. literally, the poor guy, I can't, I honest to goodness, feel so bad for all of the shit that he's had to deal with with the building. Do you tell him that? Well, he's listening now, so that's good. Yeah, well, he. I always tell him, like, when he comes home and tells me another story about uh, another contractor who just took money from us, and there's, I'm like, I don't even know what to say. Oh, my God. Dave is so stupid. Now he's like, are you worried about my unaccounted hour? So yesterday, I come home from the chiropractor, 
Matthias was walking into the chiropractor because he was getting an adjustment. I was walking out of the chiropractor to come home. Takes five minutes to get home. It's at the front of the neighborhood. I get home. Dave was so engrossed in his phone, he didn't notice me for like 30 or 40 minutes that I had been bebopping around the house. And then he's like, where have you been? You were supposed to be back an hour ago. You've been gone for an hour. There's an unaccounted hour. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about with an unaccounted hour. I was like, would you like to look at Life 360 to see what time I left the chiropractor and what time I got home? I said, but you didn't notice me. I was here doing all sorts of shit, getting ready to leave for the show. And he was like, yeah, uh-huh. Because he lost his wedding ring last week. <laughs> what? He lost his wedding ring last week. And I get back from Arizona and he has no wedding ring on. And I was like, so I've been gone for four days and now your <laughs> wedding ring is off? And he's like, oh, oh, it just slipped off. Because it's one of those rubber ones, right? Like it's not even a... Yeah, silicone. Yeah. So, uh, so I gave him some shit, but that was it. And then I went on Amazon and I ordered him a new pack. They come in th- a pack of three for I like know. nine bucks. They're cheap. So then he tries to flip it over to me and he's like, you have an unaccounted hour. And I was like, okay, you're insane. We're not doing this. None of my hours are unaccounted. The majority of them are at home in this bathrobe. Like, mm. this is all I have. So, I love relax. that Dave was so oblivious to the world around him that he didn't see you for an he hour was, and then blamed you. Yeah, he was on his phone and watching Narcos. So every two seconds, he would pause Narcos, get on his phone. He had to be texting somebody or talking or whatever uh, because I watched him do it. And I was like, who are you talking Mm. to? And he ignored me completely. And I was like, okay. He was texting you like, where are you while you're asking? (laughs) I don't know what he was doing, but he was thoroughly engrossed between his phone and the show. And I was like, okay. And I literally walked in front of him 10 times. He had no clue I was there. So silly. And then he's like, when did you get here? And I was like, an hour ago. Mm. So yeah, it was uh, men silly. So yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I can't think of anything. My brain is shot, dude. <laughs> I didn't hear about your Mother's Day gift. Tell me about it. Don said, did you hear about Meredith's Mother's Day gift? Oh, God. <laughs> What? Why is her face so red? Why is your face red? My face isn't red. It is. I think you're getting a rash. No, it's just dark in here. Okay. Is it dirty? Do I want to know? The Mother's Day gift? Yeah. Dirty. Yeah. Okay. Why do they know? I talked about it on a live. Oh, did you? Okay. That's why your face is red, you dirty hooker. (laughs) No. So Dave got me. So, but mind you, this is like the first, first Mother's Day gift I've gotten in a, in a while. Right. Cause we're not big on celebrating things. <gasps> My screen just went black again. What is going on with your computer? Is it cause I said hooker? Is that offensive? I was a hooker. Okay. It's I black. Think- can, can so- you see me? Yeah. No signal. I guess if you can see me, that's all that matters. <laughs> I mean, I hear you and see you. I can't. My screen is black. Look, I'm going to turn my camera around so you can see. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I can't. Now, I don't know what you can see with the camera because I'm looking directly at you. It's your face. (sighs) All right. Tell me about your dirty gift in the dark. Um, So (laughs) Saturday night before Mother's Day, Dave's like, I got you a gift. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that gift. And he's like, no, really, I got you a gift. And so he goes, come in the bedroom. And I was like, oh, God. So I go into the bedroom, and he he pulls out an actual package. And it looked like it was the size of a book. So I was like, oh, he got me, like, a picture book of the kids or something. Because he's pretty good at those types of things. And so I was like, oh, it's a picture book. Like, maybe, like, my Instagram or something with pictures of just the kids. And so I open it up, and I'm like, no, this isn't a book. It's just a black box. So then I open the box, and inside the box is... This big black game board sheet of paper that has scratch offs all over it. And I'm like, is this a lottery ticket? I was like, this is very weird. So then I read it and it says, a game for lovers, the twosome project. So it has novice, intermediate, and advanced, where you scratch off 
sexual things. Then on the far side of the board game, it says extra points. So you go over and you have to scratch off these, th- these things to get extra points. So it's like butt plug plus three, edging plus seven, uh, swingers party plus 20. And I was like, what is happening right now? with our lives, that this is my Mother's Day gift. So I'm like, is this, are you, is this why we buy so many pineapples? Like what is happening that, is this what you want? Do you want to go to a swingers party? And he's like, no, I didn't, I didn't know that was on there. And I was like, okay, there's a lot of different things. And it's like locations. Yes. You guys don't know what edging is? I had no idea. I thought it was what you do to your grass. Never heard of it. But you know now. Yeah, well, because I eventually Googled it. But I didn't want to Google it because I was worried. I was like, what? Um, if you don't want to Google it, I'll just sum it up for you. It's basically imagine getting to the edge of the best part of your favorite song and then the radio turning off right before your favorite part over and over and over and over again until your favorite part eventually comes on and it sounds better than you've ever heard because the anticipation of getting to your favorite part of the song was such a journey. It seems like a lot of work. All right, continue. So that's, so yeah, so that's, that was my gift. Um, was a sexual game board. I love that for you. (laughs) Um, I'm not surprised. No, I wasn't either. It's very on brand for Dave. But I just thought maybe like anniversary gift. Yeah, Valentine's like Mother's Day. Day isn't like thank you for birthing our kids. <laughs> Let's let me put it in your butt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm too old for edging. Somebody said. <laughs> so yeah. So it was. It, it was. Uh. You know. It. I just. I think he got upset because he was like, "You don't look happy," and I was like, "I'm just shocked. I'm in. I'm processing." Uh, I am looking at words. I don't know what they mean. I've never seen these terms before. I'm worried to Google them because I don't know. Was there anything else? What do you mean? Like any other, like flowers or chocolate or a card? Nope. David. Just the sex game. (laughs) It's the thought that counts, right? Yep. You know what? I'm not even mad at him though, because he's such a freaking good gift giver. Yeah. In general, so we'll let this slide. But this was a gift for you, Dave. Let's be real. <laughs> so uh, obviously, I took this and turned it into a whole bit in in the show, uh, and pr- tried it out on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, and it did very. You don't good. need to tell. Oh, oh, what I thought you meant. Tried the game out. I was like, no. you don't. You don't gotta. I didn't take the game on stage or anything like that. No, I just you don't got to tell us. I just turned it into a bit. What am I getting him for Father's Day? Oh, gee, <laughs> Joey Joe. I don't know. I know what you can get him: a spa package for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. That's probably exactly what a he manicure wants. for you. <laughs> anyway, that's great. Did you have a good Mother's Day? I I didn't realize it till like 11 at night that I never texted you Happy Mother's Day and I felt bad. But then I was like, she didn't text me either. So maybe she was waiting for me to text and I'm a crappy friend or we both forgot and we're both bad friends. I honestly, Mother's Day was very, um, I went to Costco. I grocery shopped. I, I went couch shopping. I love that. So there was nothing that was like, but Dave did make dinner. Um, on special occasions, we eat king crab. So like once or twice a year, whether it's like an anniversary or Mother's Day mm-hmm. or something, he'll make me king crab. And I never, we never get it, number one, because it's super expensive. And number two, because he has to crack all the shells because I won't crack them. Yeah. So he made all the crab and cracked all the shells and just gave me a pile of crab on a plate. And it was delicious. Good. I'm happy for you. It sounds so disgusting. It. It's, you don't, oh, that's right. You don't do seafood. No. no. King crab is delicious. Well, good. I'm glad you got that. Yeah, it was very yummy. So it was, it wasn't like a Mother's Day where, you know, we went out and did all sorts, like it was very, I don't think I got out of bed till 1030. I just laid there. It was nice. 
Well, good. I'm glad. What did I was you at do? A fucking cheerleading competition in Orlando. Oh, that was still happening. We got back at seven thirty on, on Saturday night. Mm, no, we didn't get home until like night, like eight thirty, eight at night. How did the competition go? Not well. Well, they got eighth place out of nine, <laughs> which apparently is a big deal to people. Like other moms really care. And get really pissed if they like waste their weekend going to a competition and the girls don't place. I was like, they're seven. Like what? Like, I don't even pay attention mm-hmm. to the scores. I don't care. And it's so hard because if they don't do well, then the girls all come back crying and you have to like give them pep talks and it's hard. I'm like, we got to, I don't know if I'm cut out to be a sports mom, dude. And I try to explain to Chloe, like, Hey, the score doesn't matter. Look at what you did. You went out there. You faced your fears. You worked so hard. Who cares? The judges are probably cheating anyway. And oh, okay. I don't know if I should have said that, but Mm-mm. I was like, they're dumb. And I bet you those other teams paid the judges to give them good you scores. Say that, Tiffany. No. You did. Is that should I not? Tiffany, you did not. What are you say supposed that. to say to make them feel better? You don't say the judges were paid by the other team. You did not say that. What was? What should I have said? We'll get it next time. We'll just keep. Yeah, working. I did that. It didn't work. And then as soon as I didn't say that, Chloe was like, "Yeah, you're right." Oh my! And gosh. felt better. Tiffany. All right, I won't say it again. <laughs> I was grasping at straws. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to. I had a full, very long drive home and I didn't want to just deal with tears. Oh so I gosh. said some things that I regret now. Oh my as gosh. Of today. Oh my gosh. Sorry. As if they placed. Then yeah, they I messed up, Christina. Okay. I'll admit it. <laughs> I, I'll retract my statement today when she gets home. I'll be like, I was just kidding. You know that, right? You guys just suck. <laughs> That's not what I said to Deller. No. I, no, I will. I'll retract my statement if it's bad. I didn't think it was that bad. All right. Sorry, everyone. Jeez. <laughs> well, you have to teach them that even when they, you know, have a hiccup or they fail, they don't win. Yeah, I did all that. Okay. I said I said all the things that you're supposed to say. I was literally like, it's okay. You worked so hard. Look at how much better you've gotten. We'll get them next time. You know why this happened? So that you can remember this feeling of sadness and work extra hard at practice and do better next time. That's why we're going through this so that we could get to, none of it worked. Yeah. So I was like, they're probably cheaters. Honestly, this isn't even a real comp. Those pe- they probably pulled those people, those judges from the streets and just said, Hey, watch them. And they don't even know what they're doing. They all got fired after because they were so wrong about the scores. Okay. I don't know. All right. Next time I'll do better. Take the shovel out of your hand and stop digging the hole. (laughs) (laughs) Put the shovel down. I I didn't say that the other teams paid. I really didn't. But I did say that they cheated. Oh, my gosh. I'll admit it. I I didn't say they were paid, but I definitely... She said they probably cheated, and I said, yeah, they did. Oh. They did cheat. Mm. Okay. Well. That's fine. This is like a confessional. Yeah, you both learned a lesson. Absolved. (laughs) Guys, it's been a weird morning for me, okay? I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to parenting or None of of us do. It's fine. It's okay. Just talk to her about it. Also, you know what else? This is, I, I'm new to the sports mom world. Yeah. And this happened so that next time I'll be better. Yeah. And I'll remember the feeling of shame and guilt. <laughs> On a podcast. On a podcast for the public. <laughs> and then next time I go to comfort her, I'll remember that feeling and I'll do better. That's why this happened. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. It happens. There's definitely been moments where especially in sports. Cause they do like, I've felt so bad for Matias lately. Cause he's had such a rough go and Saturday is the state meet and it has been really difficult for him. And I just keep reminding him the only way to get over it is to go through it. 
Mm. That's what I just keep saying over and over again. The only way to get through it is to go through it. Okay. There you go. Um, so adding, yeah. So that's where we're at because he's had so many, he had, you know, first he was sick and he missed a bunch of practice. Then he had the concussion and he missed a week. Then he had some fear as a result of it. So he's had a hard time, you know, getting, uh, getting good jumps off, jumps up off the pole. So So you don't ever say like your pole is probably off center. No, the poles probably need to be adjusted. Mm Mm-mm. No, you don't adjust them. The ground wasn't even. Right. No, I usually just, um, you know, Dave's, Dave's with him all the time and does all of this with him, but I just keep trying to sit him down and say, you know, you gotta just, you gotta get through it. You gotta keep going. I love that. I'll reach out to you next time (laughs) and be like, Hey, I don't know what to do, dude. She's crying and wants to quit cheer. Let her quit. Do you let her? (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I'll talk to my therapist. Yeah. I mean, it's, I used to be of the mind that I would, if I signed up the kids for a sport or something, I made them finish the season, but I've eventually realized. But you're an athlete. This is my problem. Drew's an athlete. You're an athlete. So you guys get this. I don't, I don't give a crap about sports. I've never like played a sport. I've never, so, so I'm not the mom, you know, I don't know what to say. I'm like, is it's, I don't even know why we're doing this son. Like, I don't, honestly, I'm just here cause go sports. I don't know what the point is. And so I, I just don't place, but I mean, there's lots of lessons to be learned, I guess, in sports, but I don't know mm-hmm. them. And so I don't know which way to parent because I don't know how to, I don't know what lessons we're trying to learn. It just seems silly. I think the lesson is just there's character building and there's um, finishing, you know, you know, getting all the way through whatever it is, the competition, the race, the the match, the meet, the event. And what did you learn from it? You know, it, adversity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what it's really about. And if they keep at it, they will learn that even if they don't, even if they place eighth. Like they will learn that, right? Because like Matthias is really worried about the state meet and worrying about not meddling. And it's like, even if you don't meddle, like look at what happened during your season. You had such a shit hand of luck that's come your way and you've continued. You didn't quit. You didn't call it a day. I mean, he fell in the pit after having the concussion last week. And the pole came back and smacked him in the leg. And I thought he was going to the damn hospital with another Mm. head, you know, head injury. And he got back up and picked up the pole. I was like, no, we're done. We can leave. We can go home now. We're done. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I'm not done. Mm -hmm. And the kid just keeps going. So it's like, okay, well, he's learning things. I wanted him to stop. I was like, I can't take this anymore. I had a full panic attack. Um, But he just keeps picking up the pole and doing it again. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I think you just, you're, there's lots of life lessons to be had. I'll say that, but, um, you don't have to do sports to learn those lessons. You'll learn whatever it is that you're doing. I guess with them being so young, I'm like, is she going to remember she made eighth place when she's older? Like who cares? But I'll pretend to care more. Well, I think you just, you're learning alongside of her. Maybe. I don't want to learn anything. I just want to go to a tropical island and just be a whale. Okay. I mean, if you want to do that, you can. Think about how chill it is to just freaking be a giant whale, just floating, no responsibilities, just floating. I mean, I feel like whales have some responsibilities. (laughs) I mean, you're right, but like... They're so big, nobody really messes with them. No, you're right. So I feel like out of all the sea creatures, I'd want to be a whale. And I'd just float. Like, I'm sure I'd have some responsibilities, but not like emotions and not messing kids up. No, that's not true. They've actually done studies on them and whales are very emotional beings and mm. they take care and they keep their babies with them for like ever. Okay. Sorry. Th- this was a terrible example. 
I get what I you're want to be a tree and just not move and just float in the wind. Okay. No, because then people rip your leaves off and animals poop on you. Okay. How about you come back as a hammock? So people can lay all over me? I just meant they... like swinging, hanging out. Like that. I don't know. I just, I'll be a cloud. I just like exist and am beautiful for a little bit and then I dissipate. This this went weird. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so tired and I have to pee. And... Okay. Well, why don't we end there? Because it did go get weird. But we sorry. got an hour in. I love you so much. Uh-huh. And uh, join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It. An advice-ish podcast by two struggling moms who clearly have no idea, no what, idea they're what we're doing. doing. See you guys <laughs> next week. See you then. Sorry. <laughs> For being who I am as a person. (laughs) Goodbye. Join us for another pity party. Uh Uh-huh.